Up and Adam in the morning. Live here. Crush 92.5. Excited to have our friends from Alchemist Garden. What is up, gentlemen? How are we doing? Good, good, Adam. Thanks for having us. Yeah, good. Thank Tony you, Bennett, Andrew Brune. Are you guys morning people or what? We are today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, we're typically night owls, you know, working that bar life. That's so, right. Yeah, we stay up pretty late. Yeah. So what, what was, uh, what, what time typically will you go to bed during the week? Like, what time did you go to bed last night, Tony Bennett? Uh, about five. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What I, about you, Andrew? I go to bed earlier, but maybe about two or three. Really? But that's still, that's very, very, get right into that mic more. Yeah. I mean, once you get home and you unwind. It takes a little while. You know, watch your favorite TV show and get yes. into a couple episodes of that. And yeah. No, you, for some, I mean, I remember I did radio a long time ago where I work three to eight, uh, three to 12. So like 3 p.m. to 12. And it's like, um, you know, you get home at 12 uh, midnight and you're like, well, no, I want to. I, I gotta decompress for a little bit. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Unwind. Alchemist Garden. First of all, you guys had a tremendous showing at the Mac and Cheese Fest. You're right next to us and the stage. You guys have fun? Yeah, that was a blast. That was so we just love having you guys. And not only you guys did double duty because you brought uh your new chef, you brought some mac and cheese, but then you also brought uh the, the that incredible milk punch. The milk punch, yeah. The milk punch was awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was good. Explain what that drink was, because people didn't quite understand really, a cheese milk punch. What is a milk punch? And then what did you do to make that drink? Oh, okay. Uh, a milk punch is an old school cocktail where you're using alcohol to fat wash. So essentially you're stripping the lactose molecule and the fat isotopes from whole milk. Yeah. Um, the cool part is when you're playing with anything that has those types of uh, esters and lipids, cheese can be used too. So we use the same cheddar cheese in the milk punch that we did in our cheese we serve for the festival. Uh, and they usually have a, a pretty good amount of ingredients in that. Between seasonings and alcohols, there's usually somewhere between 30 and 40 ingredients depending on how you season your milk punch. Um, it's a it's a blast. Andrew and I were uh, spent some late nights in that kitchen straining all but forty liters or so oh cocktail before. And then to what? How how strong is is a drink like that? Mm. I mean, is it is it like a, is it spirit forward, fruit forward? Because it tasted like I could have had a party a few of those, yeah. but it also tasted like it had some punch to it. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's in the middle of like a daiquiri in an old fashioned. It's yeah. not quite as gentle as a normal you know, cocktail that you would shake like that, but it's also not as boozy as just a straight spirit forward drink. Got it. Um, but it all depends on the alcohol we use. We use some overproof rum in ours, so it definitely has a little ethanol that you don't feel going down, but you feel walking around. Yeah. <laughs> so you well put. <laughs> but you were pouring it out of a gas can. Yeah, well, you know, we're that in the really, Like an old vintage one, like yeah, an old yeah. vintage gas can. Yeah. That was really cool. Those dudes yeah. are rad. We don't get to use them often, so we take advantage when we can. Yeah, well, you guys just, when you guys get into an event, I know you guys are tremendously busy, and the, the, you guys are all talented. So to have, like, the, the principals out there, your chef, and you, Alex, and the whole team that, that was out there was just, it was so neat. So we just thank you so much for representing, and it was just such a treat to have you guys uh, next to us. Now, um... Andrew was mentioning off the air while you were getting some stuff to prepare for these cocktails that you guys are taking reservations now. Yes, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. We're doing reservations now. So this is uh, something, our first for Alchemist Garden. We've always done walk-ins only. Um, and reservations, it's nice because we can kind of see who's coming in and get a feel for the regulars and people that are coming back to us. Yeah, I was just kind of going to ask why a restaurant makes that decision. One, I guess that that, that you kind of give me a little inside look to the the behind the scenes, but then from an operational standpoint, what do do you notice? What do you like better? What is different about a restaurant who says, okay, we're reservations, but also walk in, but we take reservations? Yeah, it's it's nice. You can kind of plan your night and see 
how busy or how not busy you're going to be yeah. and what to expect. And then kitchen can plan for whatever's happening that night. And uh, the bartenders, the bartenders, we do daily prep for our drinks. Uh, so we're with reservations, we're able to see what volume we're going to be using that night. Yeah. yeah. You have a very spacious bar, like the bar is deep. Yeah. And um, I imagine it's a great place to eat a meal. Do you find a lot of people are getting a, uh, going to the bar, uh, maybe getting a drink before they get their table, or a lot of people making the whole stay right up there at that bar? I mean, you guys are doing really cool drinks. All You know, all you guys have experience with fantastic mixology. So are people just deciding to stay with all that counter room and, you know, flair there? Are they just having their dinner right there? I would say the majority of people that sit at the bar, they do dinner. Like, they come in, they sit down. They don't really treat it as, like, a pop-in, get a quick cocktail. Like, you get so much of a show with it, and it's fun watching everything that's getting produced to go out to the restaurant as well. Yeah. That most of the people sit, and they'll be at our bar for as long as people are at a table. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting to see what the bartenders are doing. Yeah. And you learn learn so much, you know? So you you get to ask them questions. It's like having a personal teacher right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So right behind the Alchemist's Garden is their new, like, exclusive bar called The Remedy. And this thing is, I mean, mean, it's just, it's so beautiful inside. And it's got this, like, sexy darkness to it. And the the colors and the attitude is really cool. And it's really furnished um, couches, lounge. But then there's this cart. This cart moves around the room, and pretty much the bar comes to the party, comes to the group of people, rather than you going to any bar. Like the, This cart comes to you. I mean, this is really smart. Talk about this, Tony. Yeah. Um, we have a really scientific background about the way we've approached cocktails for a long time. Like when Andrew and I are bouncing ideas around on drinks, sometimes like we will lose track of even like where we're going because we have this vision. But how you get there is the really magical, fun part, especially when you're working with somebody. Um, the remedy is a lot about like bringing more of that to the table. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> but the cart itself gives this level of mise en place that we see in like old world supper clubs. And it's kind of a lost art form. So some bars are doing like old fashioned presentations. And uh, you'll see like martini carts used in a lot of European settings. But you haven't really been able to capture this element of doing the entire production of every cocktail. So part of this has been about limiting that down, doing a lot more of our prep in the back house so we can do the really fun stuff. So one of the drinks we're going to serve for you today is our Negroni that we do in-house. And it's got a really cool certification that's going to occur using a direct method, which has a very short shelf life. So having the cart gives us that ability to do that table side. You get to watch it happen. And I feel like that's something that people don't get to see every day. So part of what we're creating is an experience. You know, the cocktails have to be good. That's just a given if you're going to be a cocktail bar in this day and age. Speak to the pluses and minuses of working in a a time with an acumen where people want to pull out their phones. Like even when I just went potty for a second. I say potty because I have a dog. Um, (laughs) I just went to the, the restroom and I was like, hey, don't do anything that my camera should get when I'm gone. You know what I mean? Like you, when you're in the remedy or you're at the place, everyone's whipping out their camera. So there is like this little loss of just like, let's all enjoy the moment. But of course these people are going to be, you know, tagging you, putting this in their story. Oh my God, look at the sick cocktail I got. So there's pluses and minuses. Uh, Tony, get into that a little bit. Where some of the just like, when you're at the remedy and you're putting this crazy thing together, like if there's six people there, that's five, six phones going up. Yeah. You know, I don't see it happen that way as often. Really? Oh, okay, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Good. People will always ask. They're very respectful about it, which uh, I think is cool. But it, I don't know if it's the environment or just that 
there's so many things happening that people haven't seen before yeah. that instead of it just being like a quick flare where they're like, hey, I got to catch this, I really feel like it envelops people and it wraps their mind up. That's cool. And, and they, get, they get entranced by what's happening. So they'll usually be like, hey, do you mind if we film? We're like, absolutely not. But if the flash comes on, they're like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, that's because cool. the, the room is very dark. It's, yes. it's candlelit with like a little chandelier up above. So it has this 18th century British library feel to it. Yes. And I feel like that really gives people this intimate feeling of just kind of huddle around and lean in. Yeah. Um, but if you want to videotape and share, like that helps us like no, share sure. what we're doing with the world. And it's, it's cool. We appreciate both sides. Uh, Andrew, are people like getting some dinner at the restaurant and then being like, Hey, can I make a reservation for remedy? Or is it like, Hey, can I just migrate back there? Do you have room or are people making a special trip to the remedy? What are you seeing? Um, a little bit of both. You know, people definitely want to do a nightcap in the remedy and kind of finish off the night there. It's the cherry on the top, right? Yeah. Right. Um, it's a beautiful venue and beautiful space. Um, but we are getting people where it, the remedies become a destination now. And people are making reservations and they're coming just for the remedy. Right. Which is beautiful as well, you know, yeah. to see that. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. I, I, was there a lot of like, I mean, I think people in the industry knew both of you, like from what Tony was doing and like the Tiki stuff, 1122, and then Andrew, what you were doing, I mean, I've been going to you at Allegretto. Like, I literally, even if I wasn't staying there, I would go get a drink. You know, like, I've, I've just loved the both of your, you know, mixology acumen for a long, long time. What, is it kind of like, and then of course, you know, both of your partners too are, have been in the industry and are well known and well respected. I bet there was a lot of good industry following when the four of you guys came together because it was like um a lot of people know that oh man these these definitely these four know what they're doing you know yeah i mean it was pretty pretty wild we all have a lot of experience in uh different facets of hospitality which is cool um we've all spent time behind bars uh you know the kind with alcohol um, it gives us the uh, <laughs> ability to. Sorry, I don't know where my dad jokes yeah, are coming yeah, from yeah. today, but that, they're, that, they're that there. one took a second to yeah. hit me. But I was like, that's actually really funny. Um, yeah. And and it's been really rad because we we do have different followings, different circles, yeah. and part of that comes from like the style of what we create, the food we eat, the inspiration we draw from, and tailoring that and also like finding a way to find cohesion between mm -hmm. four or five minds like we have in our project and that's a lot of times i think the biggest challenge for partnerships and it it quite frankly has been easy to to do this like because we're friends before we were ever partners so yeah. we're bouncing ideas around and sharing like everybody that's been a part of our different followings like gets to see the the melting pot that it's become and it's yeah. really cool it is really cool we got our friends from the alchemist garden uh, tony bennett andrew brune what are we going to make first oh so Andrew's going to sling out a little uh, little riff on a whiskey sour. So this is a, a cocktail. We do cocktails in both bars. The, the ones in the back room, we're using some more interesting ingredients in many capacities. So this is Jack Daniels number 27, which is a maple cask finished product from Jack Daniels that was discontinued. Uh, it doesn't seem like they had quite the following Jack was hoping for. We thought it was an incredible product. And what they've done is done a secondary barrel finish using a maple wood cask. And it brought out more of a wood tannin profile. So we've chosen to accentuate that with a Vermont-based maple syrup that was infused with a malic acid infusion. Uh, so we're creating this malic maple note with an oleocitrate lemon, which is a scientific process of creating lemon juice. And 
Andrew currently is soaking dehydrated apple slices that we had soaked in ascorbic acid and uh, pasteurized lemon. It prevents it from browning, but it also stabilizes the sugars during dehydration. And he's using liquid nitrogen to turn those into ice cubes so that we don't have any excess dilution. So he'll pour the cocktail straight over, and then we're going to smoke it in that Jack Daniel number 27 box with a citrus oil smoke using a flavor blaster. Good God, that description was beautiful. Yeah, it's really that, with that glass, I mean, he's swirling around. You're literally turning, what was that, liquid nitrogen coming yeah. out? Or what was that? So liquid nitrogen, and it's in instantly freezing the glass. Oh, my gosh. So this should be the coldest glasses you ever drink a cocktail out of. Wow. Now, have you ever done <laughs> this, and it, the glass just bursts? Uh, not yet, but there's a first time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you did it with one hot, fresh out of a dishwasher, it'd probably do it. it. Yeah, he's wow, uh, he's leaving so cool. some on the floor for you for later. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, it looks like the, the the smoke is pouring out. It's just you like kind of. Um, oh wow! Yeah, you can hear that, but you just chips, made ice out of that. Yeah, the chips are completely frozen now. Yeah, so they'll help keep the cocktail cold without allowing it to dilute. And one of the beautiful things about a cocktail is how it evolves as it warms up. Just because a drink's getting warmer doesn't necessarily mean it's getting worse. In a lot of cases, um, you use grain distillates uh, or playing like cognac comes to mind. With warmth, the aromas really develop and they uh, can, can transport you. So part of presentation, right, is the show. Everyone really loves to see all the show. They love the flair. And people also really enjoy... That, that change and that dynamic that a drink can evolve into. So when you cold smoke a cocktail like we're going to do here, the smoke has an opportunity to infuse. And since ethanol is fat soluble, the oils that you'll tend to get from something, um, from something like a, uh, a, an oil or a carcinogen based smoke will alter the flavors of what we get from them. Um, this creates a, a really fun element and flavor profile that tends to be more along the lines of a unique approach to how you season a drink. But think about it like using salt and pepper on a steak, Yeah, right? You want something to cut the fat. You want something to cut the marbling. And what this will create is this really rad ability for us to, to add and enhance flavor. Hmm. I can hear it. When we come back, we'll taste this one as you guys are finishing putting it together. Unbelievable. We have our friends from Alchemist Garden and The Remedy in studio, Andrew Brune, Tony Bennett, they are up and at them in the morning. You're up and at them in the morning. Uh, the boys from Alchemist Garden, they're in studio. Andrew Brune, Tony Bennett, uh, just incredible what they're doing. And that, oh my gosh, the way that thing ended with the smoke and the, the door opening. And then I'm drinking dehydrated. Oh, that thing was incredible. Well done, Andrew. Well thank done, you, my thank friend. You, thank you, thank you. Uh, Tony Bennett, Andrew Brune here. Okay, so Alchemist Garden, the restaurant. I want to talk, before we get into some of the cooler things that you have uh, recently begun, like on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, uh, the, the menu, the, the cuisine. What are we, uh, how are, we're, we're shareable, what are we known for? How do we kind of describe the cuisine, Andrew Brune? Uh, so we are a family-style restaurant. Uh, chef has created kind of an eclectic menu where essentially all... His favorite dishes from all around the world, kind of thing. Uh, so you know, we have a skirt steak from Argentina, a really authentic chimichurri to go with that. Mm. Uh, we have curry deviled eggs that are amazing. So you know, a little bit of those Asian flavors kind of mixed in there. Yeah. Um, we have honey wings that are to die for, but a little the Carolina and honey mustard sauce to go yeah. with that. Um, and then we have all the good stuff too. We have fries. You know, we have pasta. A little bit of steaks in there. We are serving a terrific Wagyu steak right now. Wow. With uh, some Mighty Cap mushrooms. 
Love and, him. Um, love him, too. He's an awesome guy. Yeah, those are some great stuff, too. And uh, some uh, bone marrow, which is terrific. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a killer dish. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, we got a couple little things that are kind of for locals, for industry, very centric on that. What's happening Tuesdays and Wednesdays? Uh, so Tuesdays, uh, we're bringing back Taco Tuesday. Uh, so that kind of started off as a special. Chef was doing that. It's Tuesday. Let's run some tacos. Sure. And people just loved it. They fell in love with it. So everything from, uh, we have duck tacos. Mm. So we're taking a duck confit, a little bit of carnita style, and Great. putting that into a taco, which is terrific. Yeah. Uh, we're doing Wagyu tacos. We have some skirt steak tacos, shrimp, chicken. So all the fun proteins you would find on our menu. Yeah. And uh, we're doing that in tacos now. Fun. Yeah. And uh, Tony, we're actually doing uh, margarita towers, too. You want to talk about the margarita towers? What is a margarita tower? (laughs) It is a literal tower of margarita, Adam. God bless. It's very tasty. Um, So the margarita towers, we discount down for Taco Tuesday as well. And uh, the base one, there's four different flavors. A regular Cadillac, strawberry, passion fruit, and mango. All done with an organic puree. Uh, So it's it's all like fresh fruit. And you can choose to just do the standard, which is one of each, or you can choose to pick like two and two or whatever. Um, and it comes out to the table in these like really cool little, uh, plastic Patron bottles. So it was sponsored by Patron. So we've been working with that brand, uh, quite a bit over the last few months. And we have these really rad presentations. It's a stainless tower. So they're all suspended in the air in a spiral and you pull your little bottle of margarita off and you can either share with the table and you can pop the top off and pour them into glasses but most people just kind of pass the round or they pick one and you just get to enjoy it it's just fun no way how fun is that yeah we uh we haven't seen them too many places but the first place we saw them at was in vegas last year and uh we reach out and it took us a minute to find the right person in contact but once we got them we've been rolling them through and it's been really fun to have on taco tuesday because what goes better with a taco than a good margarita oh yeah it's hard to beat a good margarita Oh, I'm looking at these oh, things you're taking right a look now. for him, huh? Oh my gosh, look at that. That's pretty cool. So yeah, you got this, you know, this this thing that erects up and then they're just kind of like they're suspended yeah, like a know. little tree. And like a little margarita tree. Oh my gosh. We call it the tree of life. It is <laughs> Indeed. tequila is life. Yeah, oh, these are so good. So you make these and just pop them in there. Cool. And uh, margarita trays. I'm sorry, margarita trees. They call margarita tower. Margarita Towers, the the Tower of Life. Margarita Tower, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the tacos for Taco Tuesday. Perfect. Now, um, Wednesdays. Wednesdays, it, Wednesday is really cool. Uh, so, Wednesday, we're doing a bottle share. On every, our, every Wednesday? Every Wednesday on our cool. back patio. And um, to be honest with you, we're in Europe, and we're kind of inspired by their aperitivo hour that they have everywhere. Yeah. Everyone does aperitivo. Whether you're working or not, you take a break and you do aperitivo. Yeah. Uh, kind of towards four in, in the evening, right? Right. Um, so Alex created a great program and we're inviting all the local people, all the industry winemakers to bring a bottle and do a bottle share. Uh, we'll have a bunch of cool spritzes, do a cool spritz menu and we'll pass out some small bites, nice. or d'oeuvres, you know, yeah. olives, nuts, hummus, kind of simple bites. Right. Um, and yeah, just come out, hang out, and have some fun. So you'll have a winery there every Wednesday? Yes. And then you did one yesterday. How'd it go? It was great. Cool. Uh, we had Onyx there. So nice. Thank you to Onyx for supporting us and always being there for us when we need them. And then, so let's say I want to go, oh, I'll go check out Onyx, and then I'll just bring a bottle for my cellar, and then come, open it, we share it, and then everyone's got, I love bottle shares can be so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Bottle shares are awesome. So yeah, yeah bring a bottle, come hang out, and that. taste some wine. 
Good for you. So a couple things for locals and uh, industry folks. Tuesdays and Wednesdays at Alchemist Garden. Tuesdays, we've got the Taco Tuesday, the Margarita Towers, and Wednesday, that bottle share. Now, what are we getting into? In fact, why don't we come back? We're going to come back with our second cocktail. Uh, Tony Bennett, Andrew Brune, Alchemist Garden. They are on 12th Street and Pine. Yes. 12th and Pine right there across in the park. Downtown Paso. Can't miss them. We'll come back with these guys. You got to check them out. The cocktails are incredible. They also have the remedy, which is behind them. It's up and at them in the morning on the Crush 92.5. I would love them to come to the fair. Duran Duran again. They this oh, they were so good. It was one of my probably one of my top favorite concerts ever at the Mid State Fair behind like Garth Brooks and a couple other ones. But uh, Duran Duran. Did anyone see that one? Tony Bennett, Andrew Brune. I did not see them, no, no, no. but Duran Duran has got some some staple classics. Yeah, you know, I had to, I was I was forced to listen to them with my dad younger. <laughs> oh, for sure, it wasn't a bad force. Yeah, no, they're they're so good live, and then they would did this. Um, they they had like these like pyrotechnic cannons that brought out like uh, confetti, and the confetti was so fine and it was so windy that day <laughs> that like there was confetti like at the Adelaide Inn. Oh, wow. You know, like it literally <laughs> left the fan. It was just like in the atmosphere. Just it was so the cool. road there. But yeah, but so much fun. Yeah. Uh, you guys looking forward to any California Mid State Fair shows? Have you heard of anyone's coming up or do we know? Nelly? Nelly, yeah, Nelly, T.I., Pitbull. I think Nelly could be fun. Yeah, those would be a really good time, actually. Yeah, so do you ever get a chance to go to any of the concerts, Tony, or do you like that or what? Uh, I definitely do enjoy it. I can't remember the last time I went to a concert. Has it been a while? You still Um, riding a motorcycle? Fair. Yeah, you know, when I can. Yeah. 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 Is your your wife okay with that? Oh, she loves it. Does she does? No. No, yeah. No, she, no but uh, she doesn't mind it. She knows. Like, yeah. it's it's a big part of my life. Yeah. Well, good. Um, all right. What's what's the, what the next beverage, my friend? All right. So for this one, I'm going to move this guy up here because I'll need to be standing a bit. Uh, we're going to start playing with some science tools. So don't mind the syringe. There's no needle for that, Adam. You don't need to worry. Um, but what we are going to be doing is we're using a modified version of Campari. So this has been hit with a little alkaline water and some sugar. And then this is a high calcium content bath. And I'm going to just slowly begin dripping these into this. Uh, in the bar, we use what's called a rapid sphericator. And a rapid sphericator is actually going to give us 96 droplets at a time. So it allows us to rapidly create a multitude of these. And the idea of what we're doing is we're using an algae molecule called sodium alginate. And we're introducing that to a high calcium content bath. You're going to see little tails on these because I'm using a single syringe to create them. And we're just going to lightly agitate the water. And what we're doing is forming a small gelatinous barrier. So kind of picture boba and the science process of how it's made. This is, this is a baby version of that that's being done to create a calcified barrier with the alginate around the alcohol. So it's going to explode in your mouth kind of like a little uh, flavor blast. You don't see a ton of direct spherications done, which is what we're doing here, because they only have a shelf life of about 25 to 30 minutes, and they're still good after that, but the membrane solidifies all the way through, so you lose all of the delicacy of the flavor um, from the explosion. So it's more of a textural thing. And we found that trying to create the specific Negroni riff, we wanted to do it in a way where people that didn't necessarily enjoy Negronis could still try this and be like, wow, this is kind of cool, and give you this interesting pop of flavor. So... This is going to be more of a garnish, and you're going to eat these with a little caviar spoon. And I'm going to no way bath through here now. A caviar spoon—that's so great. And you're—and this is just the way you're spicing up a 
classic Negroni. Yeah, you know, something kind of fun. And then the Negroni itself is going to be made using uh, a different gin. So sometimes we're infusing it. Right now, I'm playing with Awayuki, which is a strawberry fermented gin from Japan. Uh, it's a very cool, very interesting, bright fruit note based gin. And what it's going to do is uh, lend a lot of uh, spring flavors. And a lot of our menu back there right now is based on the Japanese spring. So more floralities or more bright uh, traditional fruits. And all of these little caviar beads are kind of the accentuating garnish. And then there's a lemon peel infused Le Blanc that we purge with nitrogen and or argon. In this case, we're using argon gas to prevent the vermouth from oxidizing as it infuses. And this allows us to uh, try to recreate some of the flavors that Ian Fleming describes in the original Kino Lele that's no longer in production. And then Italicus, which is a floral bergamot liqueur from Italy. And a little bit of saline solution, which adds a bit of salt and depth to the cocktail. And then the Negroni itself, we batch in our kitchen. Um, this is something we prep up so that we can do this production you saw with the caviar table side for every order. And then we're going to garnish the cocktail with a spritz of terpeneless orange oil. So it's a suspension of the aromatic of the orange essence without any flavor. It's nothing but pure ethanol. And there you have the Negroni. Now, we would serve that typically on a large ice cube, but we had to keep it cold for you here, right? Yeah. Can't have a warm Negroni. This is great. I can't wait to try this. Wow. Yeah, some kind of fun. And, and you can I dabble with where you have it. Take a bite of the Campari, a small bite first, and then have a sip, and then have a bite afterwards, and you'll realize that where you interact with the Campari caviar will alter the way the drink tastes. So it's, it's fun to see how guests will choose and decide, like, I like it better this way versus this way. And that's part of the magic of having a drink like oh this. Oh, my gosh. Those little beads of Campari majesty. Not too shabby? Explode in my mouth. Yeah. What? It's a... Uh, we taste with, with our palates, right? Wow. But that that ethanol spritz on the top. That orange. That orange. That's so... It creates such a layer and level for the Negroni to like... It's almost like a... Like it's like a net and the Negroni like passes through that net... In, onto your palate, and, and it has like a new definition. It's so cool. He should write all of our cocktail descriptions. <laughs> I like the way you did that. That is so good. Oh great. my gosh. And here we are just taking something that is as classic as a friggin' Negroni and doing something, one, that is so unique, so you guys, and something that is going to make someone go, oh my gosh, I had the, the only place I've ever had this is something like here, Paso, Alchemist Garden. I got to tell my friends I got to come back. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. That's really, really cool. Um, I can't wait to get into this one. And really, the remedy, because look, such a uh, very laborious drinks. I thought I felt bad asking a bartender back in the day to make a mojito. Because back in the day, you go to like a bar that is kind of trying to turn and burn, and you ask for a mojito, and the girl would try not to roll her eyes at you because it's like, oh my God, I got to spend, you know. Laborious, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> so. But a lot of, I mean, every drink at the Remedy, it seems like there's a lot that went into it. And I know you're trying to minimize enough, you know, you do a lot on the back end so you can just come and do the show for the customer. But customers, I got to tell you, we appreciate all this time and energy that goes into the drink. And then I don't think people mind paying a little extra, right? Because this can't be a $12 cocktail once you put this much time, energy, resources, good ingredients. Like, it, you just can't. You can't do that anymore. It's got to be something that's of a premium, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's coupled with the fact that the room size as well. We only have 
10 seats on our reservation list for the remedy. So it's one of the smallest bars in town. And part of that experience that you're getting, like when you have a cocktail, it's it's fun to enjoy and you're sharing that. It's a communal time with the people around you and it's a an intimate relationship with the bartender producing the beverages because we have to understand what you enjoy. Sure. So having the ability to curate something on this scale, it helps having a much smaller room to do it. So it's it's just an experience-based place. It's not the spot you go drink at three days in a row. You know, that's more like Alchemist and our style up front, which is yeah. our, our key key bar. Yeah. And the Remedy is just kind of our R&D room where we're really pushing the boundaries of what people picture as a cocktail. So it's more of a culinary approach to drinks. And we do a lot of infusing and everything in our main program up front. And here we're taking a little more of the scientific process that kitchens have taught us how to use through true uh, molecular gastronomy and incorporating that in a format that most of us call molecular mixology. Yeah. And it, it brings more science to the equation. We're playing with immersion blenders. We're playing with lots of siphons and uh, whip infusions using nitrous oxide. We're using argons to purge flavors. We're doing nitrogen muddling, which extracts phenol compounds or stabilizes them rather so that you don't taste them in drinks with things like mint. So if we did like a nitro muddled mojito, you would get this vibrant green characteristic with none of the bitter browning that's really when you muddle it so techniques like that do take a little more time to produce i want to do something like i can just picture me coming in there and be like andrew's gonna be like okay this is a burnt orange licorice stick that's dipped in spent uranium from diablo why'd you tell him about that keep it local yeah. baby yeah no i mean there's <laughs> so much cool stuff and then like you know People will be like, oh, th this is so, this doesn't even feel like work, you know? They'll tell that to Susan all the time. Like, oh, you know, this, what well, you get to do this, or you're at a concert. But what you guys get to do and how you guys get to create is so special and so fun. Uh, Susan Luz just walked in, probably because she was driving in and heard I had Alchemist Garden in here. Well, my guys, too. How are you, Susan Luz? Good morning. She, you guys were selling it. I she, like, when you were just talking about that Negroni and the, that caviar, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to taste that. Yeah, it's it's terrific. Split it. And is that the drink that goes with it? Yeah, you can have that too, wow, I suppose. Wow, this is so cool. I just want to taste it. it You're was having so, a good hair day. Your like, hair's I was, hot. Oh, thanks. I just yeah, got it did yesterday. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's explode in your mouth. It's so pretty, too. I like the color. Thank you. Explosion. Yeah, essentially, I mean, when we first oh. opened the Alchemist, you know, we were super ambitious and... This is all all the fun things we want to do up there. It's just the volume for the Alchemist is so big, and there's, we see so many people. So the, the remedies, are, like Tony said, it's the perfect size. It's it's to go ahead and try all these crazy concoctions that we're creating, right? That's so cool. I was watching. There was like a, a bar, like a mixology competition show on Netflix that they did. I'm blanking on the name of it right mm, now drink masters yeah drink masters. and like Fun. i had never seen that little like caviar idea in real life and i saw it on that show and when you guys were talking about it i was like oh my gosh we have that in so county <laughs> like, yeah what? you know what's cool when you see that stuff too like it's it's rad because you see a lot of people attempt it and theoretically all of these things are easy right we read a recipe and you're like oh cool i know the the sizing i can scale it but then you see it in practice in a show like that and you're like wow like 25% of the people can make it work successfully. Yeah. And that's yeah. a challenge. You have to understand that when you create drinks in any capacity, failure is the best learning tool that we have. The more times you fail, the better your final product is when you get it right. Yeah. I mean, you guys were literally doing this in a radio studio, too. You don't even have the comfort of your well, your tools, or your things. Everything is, like, on a counter in front of you, which is, I think, impressive, too. I mean, bar's a bar, right? If you got customers, <laughs> that's a bar. That's a, I guess you're right. That's a bar. Yeah. Hey, you sport, you sport the Ridge Wallet, too. 
Oh, yeah. Do you like it? I love it. My Which brother got is. this for me for my birthday. It's this, all tropical I, for my... I love your Ridge Wallet. Tiki Lifestyle. Is this a new hotness? Yeah. yeah. Do I need to start thinking about Christmas gifts? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Yes, you look... No. I feel a lot. That's an old man's Oh, wallet. my gosh. You see, like, the I'm big old, old wallet man, coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is, I mean, that's what my dad's got. And I didn't think oh, I would like say this. Don't say this is what your daddy has. No, no. I mean... I didn't think I would like this, and I'm like, I'm just going to give it a month or, you know, even a week, and I just can't, I can't do that, no. And I, I put it in my front pocket, I don't know about you. And just for people yeah, that are yeah. uh, like listening and Apple, can't see, yeah. Oh, that? that's an AirTag slot. AirTag, right? That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I, I lose stuff. Yeah. We could put our Fernet No, I lose there. my wallet yeah. all the time, so I need one of those. So yeah. check this out. You got your Fernet coin. I have an AirTag. <laughs> I also have an AirTag in the wallet, but mine's... <laughs> Old school. It's in the coin pocket. Yeah, yeah. Now, who, who who has to find you when you go missing? Right. Man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so oh funny. my goodness! Alchemist Garden. They are in studio. They're at Twelfth and Pine. Uh, they now take reservations, which is the big news that we broke today. Yes. That's going to be a cool dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're weekends are full already. We're booked out a couple weeks now. Um, like I said, it's it's nice to see that. So. Yeah, it's nice. And you were you were off the air. You were saying a lot of thoughtful things. I thought was so cool for customers because you're like, look, we can know how often someone's coming in. We can be like, hey, it's Janet's birthday, or hey, oh Janet, you know, or whatever. And the, the, you can tell the host, tell the the kitchen knows. Like everyone knows. Like it's it's cool. You you get to have that that kind of touch with the customer. You're a little bit closer to the customer that way. I think. Yeah, yeah. We get like I said, if uh, Adam's coming back to the restaurant, we will know. And, oh, uh, you better get ready. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, Adam Montiel comes in here like every other day. Yeah, right. It's his 100th visit. <laughs> Do you yeah. get like a special coin for that or something? We should actually. After 100 visits, you should get a coin. We can sure. make some up. It's like that tequila yeah. club, huh? Yeah, you, des you deserve it after that. For sure. <laughs> Tuesdays, they have Taco Tuesday, which they just made up, which that is the craziest fantastic thing. fantastic, too. Margarita Towers. So cool. Margarita Towers. Yeah, the tree of life. Okay, I was trying life. to imagine that when you guys were describing it. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. super cool. Wednesdays, I love this idea of the bottle share. I think that is so community-driven. Yeah. Bottle shares are just fun. You get to try a lot of different wines. You're, and it really shows that you guys are about the community because people can come. They can maybe go in the bar and buy something. But if people just drink it, you know, just have little sips and stuff, it's about the, the camaraderie and the, you know, the commiseration of it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's one of the advantages to having a big space. You know that that yeah. building that we're in. It's it's been home to some some really incredible spots over the years, and I mean, actively, it's been used in Paso since the fifties. So, being able to be a part of that, but also finding ways to use all that space, like this is probably one of the best usages we we could find for using yeah. that patio. And it's beautiful during the summer back there. So it's just fun to like have a hangout and. You know, a lot of times when you're busy bustling in the restaurant, you don't have as much time to interact and just stop and chat with everybody. Yeah. So this creates a cool environment for us to be able to, you know, be back a part of, like, all the friends we've been serving for years. Do people inquire about renting the remedy, like, on their own? Like, hey, I want to rent it out or something like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, we do probably as many private rentals in that room as okay. we do, like, normal service nights at okay. this point. So, so that's available? Yeah, yeah. You could definitely do private rentals. Um, we had people do... 13 tops come in and they rent it out for a couple hours. Damn. And it's kind of nice, you know, like after dinner or before dinner. That's the next birthday, huh? There you that go. so much fun. Yeah. yeah wait, who's coming up next? I guess yeah. that'll be you first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. His birthday's always before Lady mine. Lady Fancy is, is next. <laughs> oh, yeah. Too soon. That's coming up quick. Yeah. Very good. Well, I want people to check out Tuesday's Taco Tuesday's, the Margarita Towers, the uh, Wednesday Bottle Share, our friends from Alchemist Garden. Uh, Susan, I loved seeing you at the Mac and Cheese Fest. Thank you so much for not only bringing it, but 
you you did double duty. Like you threw the Mac down and you did yeah that pairing your up awesome. lever cocktail. Oh, thank you. oh my yeah. god, yeah, yeah. and that cocktail. Uh, like when you guys were all like you know cheese milk punch. I'm like what. Yeah, but it was that drink was surprising. Just it was so, so amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was really glad good. to hear it. Yeah, so good. Uh, Andrew Brune, Tony Bennett, love you both. Thank you very much for being up and Adam in the morning, friends. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate you. Up and Adam in the morning with Adam Montiel. Weekday mornings, six to ten a.m. The Crush ninety two five, the perfect blend.